on the floor, now my jewelry box froze Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove, counted millions in the cold Bad bitch, booted swole, got her on bankroll Can't fold, dust a no, headshot, case closed Let's start the show <laughs> No, it's actually been a recurring, a recurring theme So this is actually heading on uh, headline number one And remember guys, if you want to see any of these articles, pictures, links, videos Go to andyforsella.com, you can find them there uh, Headline number one reads Federal court rules big tech has no free-willing First Amendment right to censor. So this just slipped through the cracks. This might be some good, good, you know, good stuff to come. But uh, the article reads, a federal appeals court upheld a Texas law on Friday uh, that seeks to curb censorship by social media platforms. The ruling, a major victory for Republicans who charge companies like Twitter and Facebook are limiting free speech. Uh, is a step in a major legal battle that could end up at the Supreme Court. Uh, the lawsuit is challenging House Bill 20, a Texas bill signed into law by Governor Greg Abbott that regulates social media platforms with more than 50 million monthly users, which includes Google, Facebook, and Twitter, uh, and says they cannot censor or limit users' speech based on viewpoint expression. Um, in his opinion, federal judge Andrew Oldham of uh, the Fifth Circuit said that uh, the platforms argued for a, quote, rather odd inversion of the First Amendment that, quote, buried somewhere in the person's enumerated right to free speech lies the corporation's unenumerated right to muzzle uh, speech. He says, uh, quote, today we reject the idea that corporations have a free willing First Amendment right to censor what people say. Judge Oldham continued. Uh, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton, uh, who was arguing in defense of House Bill 20, stated on Twitter Friday, quote, I just secured a massive victory for the Constitution and free speech in federal court. Hashtag big tech cannot censor the political voices of any Texan. Um, so that's the thing. It's uh, just in Texas for right now. Um, but what Friday rulings created, the article read, is what's known as a circuit split. Uh, since the 11th Circuit struck down a similar social media law in Florida, a circuit split generally increases the likelihood of the Supreme Court taking up the case. Um, and this also comes on the hill. The Zuckerberg uh, just lost about $71 billion. Um, so they're losing. Hold on, hold on. Here's the headline. Mark Zuckerberg's fortune shed $71 billion as meta platform stock struggles. We just no got shit. You don't this. say. I've fucking been saying this for two fucking no. years. Nobody's taking it. We're not taking your shit no more, bro. We're not taking your fucking goggles and going to live in life with we own nothing. You're not that fucking smarter than everybody else. We're all onto it. That's that makes me happy. And yeah. I don't root for people to lose. But in this case, I see what they're it's doing. It's evil shit. It is it's different. Bro. I was just going to say that I, I personally see this as anti-human behavior. Yeah, I see this as literally. Evil. Yeah, I really do. Um, Asking people to give up their whole life for a fucking fake universe. And what's funny is that every time I talk about it, I got all, I got all these entrepreneur friends that are fucking invested in Web3 and all this. And they laugh at me, right? And they fucking make fun of me and shit. Motherfucker, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm not stopping you, bro. It's free country. If that's what you want to do and you want to you you contribute to people literally losing their entire fucking whole entire life that lives out here in reality that God gave us for a dollar... That speaks to your ethics, not mine, bro. Right. Well, not only that, bro. I mean, what happens when they just fucking cut that shit off? It, it, <laughs> to, to me, dude. Yeah, that's coming. It, to me, it's an ethical issue. Yeah. It's an ethical issue. Like, how 
important is money to you? Is it more important than humanity? No, not to me. You know, True. and um, I don't know, man. What do you think? Well, on the on the the suppression and censorship, mm-hmm. that's like, <laughs> dude. I just literally got my account b- deleted, mm-hmm. my Instagram account deleted because of a hunting post. I killed me and Andy Stumpf went on a hunt in uh, near Deseret, not Utah, but Deseret, uh, the ranch. And I, I bagged a beautiful elk. I was thankful. I was honored and humbled because Black Rifle Coffee hooked me up with a tag. I posted that up, deleted. Luckily for me, because I'm playing an unconventional game, I understand how this works. I got points of contact on the inside. I'm like, what, what the fuck's going on? He's mm-hmm. like, well, you, you got deleted because you posted a picture of an animal. It got reported. Well, that's not illegal. Yeah, but it flags it. It deletes it. And, and the sale of a potential firearm which there was no cell. I killed an animal with a rifle, so there was a firearm involved, but there was no cell. Right. That got pushed to the top because of my point of contact. And then the, the country that moderates my account goes between three countries, Ireland, India, and in this case, Singapore. So when you get flagged, no matter how you're targeted, because it, be, uh, it could be a counter business. It could be people in your own industry going after you. It could be groups, ideologies, whatever. It could be people inside that just don't like you. That just don't like you. Yeah. Now, when that's reported and flagged, it goes up. And if it's queued and they don't have the time, they'll just delete it. So it gets 24 hours put on probation. If nobody has the wherewithal or the contact, then it's just deleted forever. My account has 18 strikes of deletion, which means every strike that it got could have been permanently deleted. And it's all fucking bullshit. How is that? Dude, I watched your account for years. Bullshit. Like, that's cool shit. No, it's normal. <laughs> it doesn't. Listen, bro. It do, Look, you're not on there screaming all kinds of like, bro, you're a fucking regular dude running his business, hunting, living his life. Yeah. I got, <clears throat> I got banned on Facebook once for a canning. Like this went viral within the Facebook internets. I got banned from Facebook for posting about canning and jarring because we teach homesteading. So we did a home, we did a post, we pushed it through, and it got flagged for radical ideology, like extreme behavior. And it was canning and jarring. And I was like, obviously, there's a when I grew up and you grew up wrong with that. Everybody did that. Everybody. My grandparents did that. That's normal shit. Yeah. Like, dude, my 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 grandma had a fucking cellar just for can uh, vegetables yeah, and I got one now. Can- yeah. Yeah. Like crazy. I'm actually thinking about her apple butter now. The apple butter she used to make. Dude, was, I love apple butter. Yeah, man. That's dude, my jam. It was the shit. That's my jam. That and her strawberry jelly. But, uh, you know, that, that's insane, man. And, you know, what people. <laughs> Do you really think it's just some random people reporting you? Fuck no. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Like these people have the ability to 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 just get your shit gone and pretend like oh well, uh you know you made some people mad that are against canning and jarring. Yeah, where's that group? Where's yeah. the anti-canning and jarring fucking Facebook group? It's crazy. Yeah. What I, what I think is, it, it's, it's all because t- that's a threat. It's a threat to their plan. That's what that's it is. All it is, bro. Yeah. Self. This is why I talk about all the time. Personal excellence is the ultimate rebellion because when you're self-sustaining, when you're healthy. 
when you're knowledgeable, when you're educated, truly not indoctrinated through their system. I'm talking about self-education. Uh, when you're, you're able to, uh, when you're skilled, when all of these things come into play, you, they don't, they can't use you anymore. Right. So this is what happens. And yeah. Mike's a perfect example of it. That's insane, bro. Yeah, I said, it said, uh, I wrote this the other day, but I said, the biggest threat to everyone is you not depending on anyone. And it's true. It's like the biggest threat to the government is you cutting the umbilical cord and being self-reliant. So if self-reliance is radical ideology, then double down on that. Because mm-hmm. then when shit does hit the fan, if it's a natural catastrophe, civil war unrest, whatever it is, which this country is facing in different form factors, you are still set up for success. Your family's secure, your family's sustaining and thriving because of your actions. And that's, that's just easy shit to do, man. I, I don't know why you wouldn't do that anyway. That's how we grew up. Again, the old world, for some reason, is a threat to the new world. Well, the reason's very clear because they need the masses. Bro, people like you teaching. The reason you're a target, the reason I'm a target, the reason anybody that speaks up about self-reliance, personal excellence, success, wealth, knowledge, fitness, the reason they have 400-pound fitness models now is because that person, a self-sustaining person who, who seeks excellence, who seeks improvement, who seeks less dependency, is just one more person that is teaching other people and they like what we talk about the it's ripple contagious, effect. Yeah. No, 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 yeah, dude. The ripple effect of your personal standards is what the fuck they're afraid of. Yeah. This is what I talk about all the time, guys. It's it, it, your standard being raised creates a, 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 an obstacle that they cannot get around. How the fuck do they get someone on, uh, you know, because well, I one's going to turn to five on financial yeah. assistance or uh, locked into the metaverse or. <laughs> Uh, believing that it's, you know, their main source of protein should be crickets instead of like amazing elk steak, right? Um, all of these things, th- that person will never be in their system. And as long as those people like Mike exist, there's more people that are replicating. And that's that's like to them, they see that as disease to their plan. And bro, we want to be the fucking disease to their plan. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that just on the self-resilience uh, thing, it's like, they want people to be in a fucking a chaos and not know what to fucking do so they can rely on the fucking government. And you are a threat to that fucking, that, that fucking whole thing, man. Well, dude, that, that, but like spe- specifically him. Yeah. Like what he does. No, you, everything about know, it. Yeah. He's teaching people real survival skills. Yeah. He's teaching people how to organize in the community. Like the solution that we talk about on this show, like he's already built this solution. Like it actually exists. Yeah. Um, you know, his American contingency program is not some sort of, you know, and I've looked at it, by the way. It's not some sort of like fucking Confederate flag waving fucking weirdo hood wearing. Which fucking is totally fine shit. if it was. Like, it's not a problem. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> You, you'd fucking join. <laughs> How am I saying? Like, is it, uh, you're like, get on the list it. if I do sign up. Like, is, <laughs> fucking, but dude, one second, guys. <laughs> but like, that's that's the exact type of organization that we fucking need. It's necessary. Yes, and it's that's more, where it's more so necessary than the fucking FBI right now, uh, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's fucking insane. How about Trump just saying like, <laughs> don't if the FBI to comes for you, just ignore them. Like that's what he said. Like, just ignore them. They're fucking corrupt. They're not a real thing. Yeah. Well, that's easy for you to say, Super motherfucker. Easy. Like, dude. I don't know. Mar-a-Lago seemed pretty fucking real, bro. <laughs> bro, did you see what he said? He said, he goes, they disrespected my house. It'll never be the same. They didn't even take off their shoes when they went in my bedroom. Yeah. yeah 
Oh, All right, guys, man. moving right along to headline number two. Right, number two reads, DeSantis apparently sending new plane of migrants to Biden's summer home. So let's, uh, let's get into this. So Florida Governor Ron DeSantis appears poised to drop off another plane load of migrants, this time near President Biden's summer White House in Delaware. Charter jet that DeSantis used to send migrants to Martha Vineyard, Massachusetts, was scheduled to take off this morning from San Antonio, Texas, and make a stop in Crestview, Florida, before landing at the Delaware Coastal Airport, according to the founder of the Popular Information Newsletter. Uh, the tiny airport outside Georgetown, Delaware, is less than 20 miles from Rehoboth uh, Beach, where Biden, uh, First Lady Jill Biden, uh, bought a $2.7 million vacation home just blocks away from the Atlantic Ocean in 2017, even though you know, the, the ocean levels are rising and climate change and shit. Um, but anyways, however, flight traffic, uh, traffic, however, slow, slow down there. flight tracking sites listed the plane as delayed or with an, quote, unknown status in San Antonio. Kelly Field Airport confirmed to the post no flight had taken off uh, for Florida by midday, four hours after the plane had been planned to depart. Um, and this comes after, you know, uh, he was attacked for sending the migrants to Martha's Vineyard. That's that sheriff in Texas. Isn't this it? is the same sheriff in Bexar County, uh, Salazar, Sheriff Salazar. Uh, this is also the same sheriff where, or in the county where that bus uh, tractor trailer load of 50 migrants died. Um, this was in his county, but he has the nerve to call out uh, DeSantis. So um, that was actually one of DeSantis' statement uh, last night with Sean Hannity. He says, quote, you've had migrants die in the Rio Grande. You had 50 die in Texas in a trailer because they were being neglected. Was there a freak out about that? No, there wasn't, um, DeSantis said. So, well, I mean, what, what do we got? I'm kind of torn. torn on this. Let's just acknowledge DeSantis right here. He looks like he's been on 75 hard. He has lost some weight. <laughs> he's a little lean. Bro, you look good. He, he's lost <laughs> some weight. I know you listen to the show. You're looking good, all right? Good work. <laughs> he's lost some weight. Yeah. Uh, secondly, um, I think it's very apparent that, uh, you know, they're – Propping DeSantis, I think, to be the 24 candidate. Mm -hmm. um, I know for sure that he's been meeting with all of Trump's mega donors personally, and Trump's been facilitating those meetings. So I, what I said about a month ago or whatever we talked about, I think is actually happening. Mm. Um, and what you're seeing in real time is the Charlottesville of DeSantis. Okay. What you're going to see. Mm. Over the They're next, gonna use this. Oh yeah, yeah. this yeah. is going to be the shit that they use to do what they the media did to Trump. They're going to start doing it to the Santas. You know, um, this this uh, sheriff in Texas was saying that you know they 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 lied to the migrants and said they were going to be offered jobs and all this stuff. Like, and now he's trying to open up a case. Like, well, bro, they, you saw they asked him like, okay, well, what like criminal things like or can you put down? He's like, well, none at the moment, but you know, we're going to this look. guy here. This guy here, his ass is, he, they're holding this motherfucker's feet to the fire. Guess who's the sheriff guy? Guess who's a donor? Guess who's a donor to his campaign? You know, sheriffs are elected. Guess who? who Soros. Guess who he donates to? DCCC, DNC. I mean, like, I mean, it may well, look, dude, here, just so you know, the tactics they use, you know, they use embarrassment and blackmail to fucking oh, yeah. get these people to do shit. Fuck yeah. Just like I said about the phone earlier, they pull that shit up. And they say, dude, we got this video of you doing this mm -hmm. shit. Now, now I need you to go say this. Yeah. Well, a lot of times it's just fucking cheap fucking fucks that can just 
they'll just take the money, like fucking go well, when they, Holcher. Yeah, but but what I'm saying is when they say no to the money, then it goes to the black. Oh, then it goes. Yeah, one hundred percent. But Holcher just did it. I don't know if you guys saw that up in New York. She uh, there was a fundraiser campaign. Hoku? A Holcher. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The governor in uh, New York, whatever. She had a, a fundraiser campaign party, raised like six hundred or no, raised like a decent amount of money, a couple of million. Then a month later. The same company that was like one of the big donors is a company that produces the rapid uh, test for COVID. A month later, she signs back in COVID uh, pandemic response, which gave that company like six hundred half a billion dollars. Of course. A month later. I mean, it's like that, that's how they fucking do the shit, man. Let's do the money. And then if you don't get the money, now the blackmail comes. So. What's your take on all this shit? When I was in the army as a young E5, like a sergeant, you would get kicked and chaptered out of the army for doing any work beyond your duties and responsibilities on active duty. So if I wanted to go bounce at a nightclub because I wanted to make extra money because going into the army isn't a good financial yeah. investment in yourself uh, or your family, then you would get literally kicked out of the fucking military mm -hmm. because it was a conflict of interest. Yet, if you're a politician, you can make hundreds of millions of dollars mm -hmm. because you're working with the influencership you're, you're trading the stocks and bonds. And this, this situation, there's, a, I believe, a, a pool of money in Florida, 12 to $17 million allocated for flights just to do things like this. You know, if 1,700 people, immigrants, are coming across the border into a small Texas town and 50 immigrants who volunteered, by the way, they fucking volunteered. Mm -hmm. Why would you not volunteer as an immigrant when somebody says, where do you want to go? Do you want to go to some podunk small town in the middle of fucking Texas. They're not going to want you. Yeah, that's basically Mexico. Right. Or do you want to go to Martha's any, anywhere up in New England that's fucking baller? Right. And you're going to get on that plane. And so the fact that they're calling uh, DeSantis a human trafficker for moving these fucking people is ridiculous. Bro, bro how, many how many flights has the Biden administration run to distribute these migrants across the fucking states that they deem as red states. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No one's even talking about that. Yeah. Right. Bro, and the, we're talking about flights that number in the hundreds, if not thousands at this point. 1.1 1, 1 million people flew out of Brownsville, Texas the, this last fiscal year during the same period. And it was all because so you, of 1. pushing 1 out. Million? 1. So 1 let's million. do the fucking math here. That's 1.1 1. 1 million. What, how many people fit on a plane? Three, 250? 300? Max. Let's, let's just say yeah. 300. That's fucking 3,000. And that's 3,300 3, fucking flights. Insane. Yeah. And they're yeah. bitching about one flight to their fucking neighborhood. Well, that's the problem, isn't it? It's their neighborhood. For 44 hours, by the way. It was 44 hours. It wasn't yeah. like they were there for a long period of time. What was funny is they I, called in the National had, Guard, bro. Yeah, 100 plus <laughs> National Guardsmen. Last week. State we had, of emergency. <laughs> Dude, it's absurd, too, because this is how fucking stupid they are. Like, this is how politically, strategically fucking dumb these motherfuckers are. Not only are they evil, like, our big argument is, are they evil or are they dumb? No, they're fucking both. Yeah. Okay? Oh, yeah. Because they could have easily, they could have easily turned this into their fucking favor had they had a one ounce of strategic intelligence to them. They could have fucking put up a tent. They could have said, okay, fine. We're going to take care of these 50 people. We're going to acclimate them into the neighborhood. We're going to get them jobs and we're going to do this because we fucking believe in this. And bro, the whole narrative would have flipped. They would have gained 30 fucking points in the fucking polls yep. for just standing for what the fuck they said. But instead, these dumb motherfuckers who are so elite 
and hate you and I and those migrants and everybody who's not elite the same, bro. We are fucking, we are ants to them. They get the fuck out. Mm -hmm. You guys are trash. Like, dude, they had a golden opportunity to literally, like we talked about this with Dave Smith when he was on. Yeah. Like, dude, they had a golden opportunity to say, you know what? Yeah. Like, dude, you know what? This is fair. We'll fucking handle these people. We expect you guys to do the same for these people in your communities. Insane. Bro, yeah. you could have complete, like, this is not, like, I am not the most strategically fucking intelligent human. I mean, I have a skill for it, but Probably. that seems like pretty obvious low-level strategy to me. Like, you were. Yeah, they could have got their yards cut twice a week now. Like, that's racist. <laughs> <laughs> that's racist. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, but the fucking point is they had a massive opportunity, bro. They missed it, yeah. I think, I, I think, and that's but that where, shows you. It just shows you how much they really fucking don't believe in any of the shit they say. Yeah, no facts, dude. You guys saw the fucking sign that's like outside the Martha's Vineyard fucking bro, office. The fucking or whatever. lady. The, we welcome the, black people. That we old love, lady. That old lady. Like they're all leaving, and oh, she goes, "Tiamo." <laughs> like you don't even know what the fuck you're saying. Oh, oh I dude. wish I had that video clip. Oh, okay, bro. but on a serious note, this is my only issue. All right, my You're only one. No, my, no, like seriously, like I think it's fucking awesome. I think it's kick ass. What's awesome? Right? The political stunt with the same. It's I, not I, political stunt. I get it. I love it. No, I love it. I think it's funny. Right. <clears throat> problem is, is that we are sending these same illegal aliens that we're saying we have a problem with further and deeper into our country. Listen, motherfucker, they need to go back to where they came from. That's what I'm saying. All right, look. So just send, I, you know I'm what I'm saying against immigrants. Yeah, immigrant, immigrant, right here in this room. Fucking love these dudes. These dudes came in. They take a test. They become a citizen. They get a job. They do good. They do good things in the community. They contribute. This is what yeah. it's about. Yeah. Okay. Uh, your mom coming here. That's what this is about. All right. My. By the way, it, what's so funny is they call me a fucking colonizer. My people didn't come here until like the fucking nineteen fucking twenties. Okay. So I don't know what the fuck. That shit was already done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but but anyhow, um, you know we have this scenario. Uh, of total hypocrisy, total fucking bullshit. They're not about anything they say. And this, uh, let's be real, all this is meant to do, and by the way, there's a massive nefarious agenda here. Like, you guys don't understand what the... <sighs> all right. They are trying to erase your voting power. Understand that. Your identity. The black, the black community, yeah. the Hispanic community... Basically, all of the minority communities that make up the minority aspect of this country, which is actually a majority, they've all bailed on these fuckers. They're like, oh, fuck these people. So instead of, you know, trying to win them over by having good policy and adjusting their plan and doing the right thing, they said, well, you know what? We'll just flood the numbers with all these other people and let them fucking vote. And these people will vote for us because we allowed them to come here. We helped them. But the yeah. funny thing is, is that all of these people coming are coming from places that are advanced scenarios of what the fuck we're dealing with here. And it's actually backfiring on them. Like if you go interview some of these people that are coming over from Venezuela or they're coming here from, uh, you know, other countries that have been uh, the victims of the World Economic Forum fucking playbook, George Soros, mm -hmm. all these people. When you, when you start to interview these people and ask them why they're coming here, they're coming here to escape the same shit that's happening here. And so... Like, if they really let those people vote, do you think those people are going to vote for these fuckers? Right. They're not going to. Right. They shouldn't be able to vote anyway. In my opinion, nobody that, that, nobody that doesn't pay tax should be able to vote. That's just my personal opinion. If you're not contributing, 
no say. Yep. That makes sense to me. Um, sure. But it's, you know, I don't know, man. I think there's going to be some hard times to stomach in the future because a lot of these people like Venezuela, and this is really happening, um, they are literally taking their most violent criminals and releasing them from prison and putting them on fucking missions to come here. Mm -hmm. They're like, fuck it. America's letting everybody come. We'll just fucking get rid of our worst element. They can go there. But uh, let's, let's go into a third and final headline. Um, this is a, a big deal. So I wanted to talk about it. But headline number three reads, Biden signs death warrant. There's, there's actually more to what I just said than, that, that you guys are not picking up on. Too. What's that? Well, if you get a if you get an inter and this people are going to call me racist for this, but this I don't give a fuck because this is the truth of what's happening. They did it. In, they did it in Europe. It's already happened, where they've they've diluted the European actual culture. All right, the nationalism that people have for their own countries in Europe, they've diluted it by intermingling these people from other areas to come in and reproduce and sometimes rape the women in, uh, of the country to to produce a a mixed race of people. Okay, that is not the people from that area. And if you think about what the whole plan is and what they say, when they say nationalism is a bad thing, we, we are, because dude, Klaus Schwab and these people of the globalists, they all agree that there should be no nationalism because globalism can't exist with nationalism. Right. Like you can't have, you can't be proud to be an American, but, all, but then like and be the loyal to the new world order of the, of the global government they're trying to create. So how do they erase national pride? How do they remove someone's uh, pride for America? Well, they make it irrelevant by bringing in people that don't give a fuck about what America stands for and having them breed and produce families and do all the shit that all the citizens have done for years and years and years. Do you think someone from Venezuela who has no care for America's culture or history is going to come here and really give a fuck about that red, white, and blue fucking flag? Mm -hmm. No, they're not. So part of the agenda is to to eliminate national pride. And what better place to do it than well, no, a place no, no, no. that considers they itself? Already did a, in, they already did it in Europe, dude. It's no, already happened. Saying, but what better place to do it than a country that considers itself a fucking melting pot to begin with? Well, they, of course. And they, you know needed, they like, needed to happen because if people are proud Americans and that we're independent Americans, we are going to resist their plan of a one world government. Mm -hmm. And like we've discussed on the show many times, that involves lowering the standard of America, not raising the standard of everybody else in the world, which is really how we should be looking at it. How we should be looking at it is how do we create situations in these other countries to facilitate? And by the way, dude, I, I'm sort of like um, an isolationist. I don't really give a fuck about these other countries. That's just my personal opinion. Uh, but let's just say you did, because a lot of people do. All right, A lot of people have bleeding hearts. Uh, they feel they they they're willing to put themselves on an altar for other people. I fucking get that. Uh, but let's just say that that you're one of these people that cares about these other countries. I don't. Um, these these people in these other countries have to be facilitated and brought up, not us pushed down. Right. And that's the strategy that they're utilizing now. The the life in America is too good. It's too prosperous. It's too fruitful. You heard the president of. Uh, France say this about a month ago, Marcone, he said, oh, well, you guys who are used to luxury, you're going to have to find a new lifestyle because, you know, that's not going to be the way it is anymore. And that's, we're, we're what, a year behind them in, in pretty much all the political aspects. So like, dude, you guys, you guys who have dreams, 
and you have ambition and you have goals and you have things that you want to do here under the guise of that it's always been possible to build life and build business and have success and find those things in America, you're losing that. Like, and you're not aware of it. You know, what I've done, like you guys who watch what, what I've done in business and you're inspired by it, and, and there's a lot of you. Um, wh- what I've done could not be replicated under the current environment that we live in. Mm-hmm. It couldn't be. It couldn't be fucking replicated. And that's what you're, that's the perspective that you're not understanding because you didn't live like, you didn't live in that era. Right. And that's, that's what scares me, bro. That's what gets me so passionate to talk about these things because like, dude, I care about the next generation. I care about these kids coming up that are 20 years old, 19, 20, 21, who are going to be the next leaders of this country. I care about that shit. And you should too. And you should take a long, hard look at what's actually happening and really think about what, what these people are doing and what they want to create because what they want to create is not prosperity for you. It's, 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 it's complete destitute dependency and literally eating fucking crickets, dude, like crickets. It's scared, dude, to me, I don't know. Maybe it just scares me more because of what we say, you know, we've experienced the life prior to that. Yeah. I think when you look at, I mean, for you, for example, who again, understands big business, when you see the detriment of people trying to work themselves up in this society that's pushing everybody down, it's hard to get ahead. Like my mom, who came to this country with nothing, didn't even speak English, worked and crawled herself to the top. And the top for her was just being solely independent. Mm -hmm. Now to be solely independent is a threat to this new world movement. And so if you're an entrepreneur, you're doing your own thing, they'll just tax you to death. They'll do a whole bunch of different tactics to pull you out of that, to get you dependent on the system, whether it's drugs, whether it's the security, the, the healthcare, they'll just make you plugged in and then there's no other option for you. And that's the fear for me because freedom for me feels like me independently operating with a left and right limit, call it, call it law and order, and then having these gates that I can get through to the top as far as I want to go. When I, when I joined the army when I was 17, the motto was be all you can be. And in that institution, you literally could do that because you could volunteer for it all. You wanted to be a fucking Green Beret. You want to go to ranger school. You want to jump out of airplanes. You could do anything you wanted to do. And that felt like freedom within an institution. Now, that's not the case in our society. And when you see a million people pouring across the border and then the Biden administration completely, like just lying, just saying it's, this shit's not happening. I mean, they're literally saying that. Just straight up fucking lying. You're like, what the fuck is going on here? And you can't get straight answers. And and you see politicians where they can't even complete cognitive sense of fucking words. They can't make structured fucking uh, coherent messages through words. What the fuck are we doing? And and, in a in a way. We're doing it to ourselves because we're, we're voting this in, at least a portion of our country is, and that's the telltale. The telltale is you have a society who's so disconnected from fucking reality, they're, they're living in the metaverse in their fucking heads. They're voting in these absurd, incoherent human beings. They want it to burn the fuck down. And now we have anti-fascists. You have all these fucking movements where they're like, I mean, Marxism is, is the worst of it. Because it's like they accept the reality as burning the institution to the ground, which means everything that you believe, 
everything that you feel is freedom every day you get up, all of that's gone. See, I can get with that though. Yeah. Like, look, I can get with burning the shit down. Let's burn it the fuck yeah. down. Start over is the reset. Hold on. I get that. Like that, these anti-fascist dudes, these Antifa, dude, you, these people are le- legitimately mind fucked. Fascism is the fucking corporate and political marriage that oppresses the people. That's exactly what the fuck we have going on. And these people who are calling themselves anti-fascists, it's just straight out of the playbook again of the same book. They, those people are pro-fascists and they don't know any fucking better. Yeah. Like you, like, dude, if you have a conversation with one of these people, like, hey, dude, uh, here's the actual uh, definition of fascism, and this is what's going on. Like, they'll just look at you. Like, they don't have a response, and they'll call you some sort of name. Well, you're just a fucking racist, or you're a colonizer, or you're this, or you're that. But the truth of the matter is, yeah. we have an we a, a indoctrinated youth who believes that they live in the 1960s during the actual civil rights. Um, who think they're doing something noble when in reality they're burning it the fuck down, which by the way, I actually agree that it needs to be burnt the fuck down, but it needs to be built back the way the constitution was intended to the way America was intended to be based upon the constitution of this country. And people will say, well, you know, the constitution didn't include black people. No shit. That's why we had the civil war and a whole bunch of fucking motherfuckers died for it. Okay. You guys are, you guys you guys are totally discounting all of the work that's been done <laughs> yeah. for the last 250 fucking years because you want to be relevant on social media. It's disgusting, dude. And like the truth of the matter is, in my opinion, and I don't know how you feel about it because it's definitely a feeling. It's not, a, uh, it's not something I can prove. But I feel like the groundswell of backlash is going to be fucking massive. I feel like the pendulum has swung so far to the left that even the leftists are like, wait a minute, dude. Like, this ain't right. And like, dude, when that shit swings back the other way and, and you start fucking with people who just wanted to be left the fuck alone, bro, it's going to get nasty. Yeah, it will happen. I mean, my, my prediction is in the next election cycle with all of the weaponizing of people that we saw in protest where social media activators were getting people who normally wouldn't do things to get off their ass, go into the streets and burn shit to the ground, you'll see the same kind of, like you said, like you said before, early on in the podcast, intentionally people will be weaponized for purposes of their own political gain to say, see, we told you so. And, and those actors on the fringe will hit the streets at the same time. You'll have law enforcement officers who are trying to protect the public, get involved. They'll kill somebody. They'll get killed. And then you'll see all of these things happening in, in major metropolitan areas, including St. Louis, um, that will take place. And then what will be left when all of that collapses? Complete distrust of everything. Yeah. And, then, and then people will start collecting, and I think you'll see a decentralizing of states. I think you'll see in the worst case version of this, which is the most dangerous course of action, I'm not lying this out as the most likely course of action, but in the most dangerous course of action, You'll see literal states putting up borders on their own fucking state uh, lines saying you can't come into the fucking state. I mean, uh, Texas and a few other states have the ability uh, in their militia, because I was part of the 19th Special Forces group um, in the state of Texas, 
they don't have to hand over their troops to the federal government. They have their own militia. It's the Texas National Guard and Reserves. That's their own army. And so these states, if they're smart, will put up fences. They'll collaborate uh, with states that get it, and they'll decentralize their powers, like California has done by subverting federal government because they don't like the conservative who's in the White House. They'll say, you're not coming in here. Your federal officers can go away. And they they institute those changes in their um in their political um situation sovereign powers yeah their their sovereignty which collapses their situation which makes it more dangerous more homelessness more poverty and then you'll see these states like Texas Utah Montana Wyoming on the up starting to set up uh shit Heber City you ain't coming into Heber City I'll have every fucking road locked down I'll have Amcon members in my group locking that place down and will protect and insulate our our freedoms and our sovereignty. And I encourage people to do the same. Even if it's in your fucking own neighborhood, get with people that are like-minded who understand and get it and talk about scenarios. What happens if motherfuckers come in here and start burning shit down? What are we going to do? Have a plan of action. Rehearse it. Talk about it. And then be prepared to do something about it. That's self-reliance, but that's also self-protecting what you love most. And I think at a minimum, you're going to see skirmishes and protests as a likely course of action outside of my proposed worst, worst case. What do you, what's your opinion, before we get into this, the third headline, about the literal weakest, least prepared humans in our country calling for violence nonstop? What's your, what's your take on that? Cause like to me, yeah. like I fucking, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to pro I'm, I, I listen, you guys are Americans too. I fucking, I don't like you. Um, but I understand that you're, 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 you're here and we have to figure this the fuck out. But, but the fact <laughs> that you are literally like those kids that were standing outside of that, uh, drag show, yeah. uh, wherever the fuck that, that was, was in, uh, that was in Austin. Was it who are a hundred and nothing okay you've never shot a fucking rifle you've never been trained there did you see that where yeah. they were standing outside with their kits on and shit oh yeah i think they had an nd wouldn't do that an nd negligent discharge i think mm-hmm. yeah bro yeah what did he really yeah i believe one of the guys had a, had an nd they can't even help it yeah the the like what what's like dude it's absurd to me like what like what are these people like where are they where does it work out for them it doesn't. I mean, they're conformists. They're, they're, they're actors. I, my best example of this is Sean King, who I'm not a fan of. You I'll mean, just say that out right now. You mean up Jeffrey? Front. Uh, Sha- huh? Yeah, Jeffrey. I know, right? Yeah, Jeffrey. So Sean King, a white dude pretending to be black, who is leading a movement for BLM, and, and he activates people and weaponizes people because people are on his, in his tribe, in his bandwagon. Except Sean King would be the last person to hit the streets of the inner city to propose plans to make effective change, but he'll talk about it on his tweets or his Instagram post. And so a lot of people who don't understand what violence is, people think violence is what you see in the UFC. People think violence is what you see in Hollywood. It's nothing like that. In fact, violence methodically, strategically, and tactfully executed is flawless. It's quiet. It's surreptitious. And it will shoot you in the face, and you'll never see it coming. And that I come from a line and a lineage. Yeah, there's of human no, beings. there's no, there's no, 
There's no chest bumping here. There's no chest bumping. Yeah, like you guys, you guys see these, like all these clowns, like that you see. And I'm sorry to interrupt you, but like you guys have a biz, big misconception of like thinking there's like there's theater that happens before. Like, oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, fuck you. Well, fuck you too. And then it escalates. That's not how the fuck it works. It's not at all. It's just an execute. It's a it's a choreographed um, mission mission that's very quiet, very humble. And nobody says a lot of shit. And and there's a whole there's a whole component to our country of warriors, of role models, of father figures, of of leaders that understand how this thing works called violence and are not saying a fucking word. And that when shit hits the fan is who you should be in fear of because they will fuck you up. I promise you. I know them. Most yeah. of them are my friends. Yeah. And, 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 I, and I know how they take, operate. It doesn't take a trillion of them either. Like people think, oh, we got the numbers. First of all, you fucking don't. No. Okay. You're no. being, these people are being manipulated and sacrificed for, for the political cause. They just don't understand it yet. They, when they go to incite this violence that they're going to incite, the result of that violence is going to be a whole bunch of these people that we're talking about literally gone off the face of the planet. And then that's you. That's you guys who think you're fucking doing something, standing outside a drag show with fucking AR and a fucking $50 fucking whatever the fuck you got. The pool noodle. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are LARPing in fucking parks, bro, pretending <laughs> to be Dungeons and Dragons. There are motherfuckers who have spent 20 years in fucking combat, like millions of them, who are just sitting here watching you. And you guys, like, you're posturing this aggressive. Like, to me, dude, I'm just like, like, you, you know that, like, you know that meme where like the dog's sitting there and the whole room's on fire <laughs> and like, he's like, this is fine. Yeah, right. Like, that's me. I'm like, holy shit. You guys are like about to get yourselves fucking just destroyed. And they don't even read like they're advocating for it. They just have no idea what it is. They're calling for the violence. Right. Like, it's insane to me, dude. Like, I've never seen such a weird thing in my entire life where the weakest people of the world are in our country continuously call for violence against the fucking stronger side and the stronger side is sitting there and this is what they don't get because the people who have experienced violence they understand the responsibility that comes with the ability and capability to execute violence upon people so there's restraint there like it's not a light it's not like something like that these people take lightly like dude taking a life or fucking shooting someone is a big fucking deal no matter who the fuck they are and that respect for them as humans and the law of this country is the only thing that's keeping them from being wiped off the fucking face of the earth. And it's the most absurd, surreal thing that I think I've ever witnessed in my entire life. Like these kids who have zero fucking training, they have zero understanding, zero experience in life. They're 20 years old and they're calling for fucking violence against the entire veteran community of the United States of America. Like, dude, you... What the fuck? I can't make bad. sense of it. Yeah, it's bad. Let's not go there. You know, the, yeah, they don't dude, want, that's they don't all I'm it. saying. Yeah. Like, dude, my whole yeah. fucking, my whole, like people say, oh, well, you know, like, dude, my whole thing is to call for like peaceful disobedience, noncompliance, like not more bloodshed, you know, not violence. Nobody not, wins with that. Bro. No, bro. And, and the people calling for are the ones that lose first. All right, moving right along, guys. Our third and final headline, headline number three. This is a big one. It reads, 
Biden signs death warrant for U.S. dollar. Um, so let's dig into this. OK, so on March 9th, the article reads of 2022, President Biden quietly signed executive order 14067. Buried inside this order is a sinister provision that could give the government unprecedented control over your money and freedom. In fact, this provision sets the stage for legal government surveillance of all U.S. citizens, total control over your bank accounts and purchases, and the ability to silence all dissenting voices for good. It's, uh, the article reads, it's no wonder Fox News recently called this a deeply troubling development. Still, most Americans have never even heard of Executive Order 14067. That's why today, Jim Rickards, a world-renowned economist and former advisor to both the CIA and the Pentagon, has just sounded the alarm on this troubling new development. Uh, in his critical new presentation, he reveals the shocking truth about Biden's executive order and why it's a direct threat to the freedom of every single American. In fact, according to Mr. Rickards, this order could mean the end of the U.S. dollar as we know it. Quote, we're in for a major upheaval of the U.S. dollar, he says. In fact, I predict the third great dollar earthquake has already started. The first was Roosevelt confiscating private gold in 1934. The second was Nixon abandoning the gold standard in 1971. Now, he says, Biden's plan could pave the way for retiring the U.S. dollar and replacing it with this disturbing new alternative. Um, and this is not some far off pipe dream. This is happening right now. Executive Order 14067 already gives President Biden unprecedented power over the future of the U.S. dollar, he says. And sadly, most Americans will be completely caught off guard by it. So I pulled it up. Um, executive order on ensuring responsible developing uh, development of digital assets. This was on March 9th of 2022. A uh, couple of provisions here. Uh, subsection B says we must protect United States and global financial stability and mitigate systemic risk. Some digital asset trading platforms and service providers have grown rapidly in size and complexity and may not uh, be subject to or in compliance with appropriate regulations or supervisions. Uh, here's another subsection. Within 180 days of the date of this order, the Attorney General, in consultation with the Secretary of the Treasury and the Secretary of Homeland Security, shall submit to the President a report on the role of law enforcement agencies in detecting, investigating, and prosecuting criminal activity related, related to digital assets. The report shall include any recommendations on regulatory or legislative actions as appropriate. We just launched the 87,000 new IRS agents. This just gave them exactly what they're about to do. And then about a month ago, we covered on CTI, uh, the Federal Reserve launching their new instant payment services. It's all like connected and people are missing. So I just wanted to bring it up to see what you guys thought about well, this. Well, you said March, what, 9th? It was March 9th. So 180 days would be September 5th of this year. Um, it's also the same day that the uh, Bath and Body dude died or committed suicide or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been kind of been kind of quiet ever since. So the report is absolutely in. It had to be in. So Biden has it. What do you think? Well, I, I you know, I'm big on this idea of bartering, of building assets that have real tangible meaning in your life. Um, 
I grow honey, for example. And people are like, why the fuck you grow honey? I'm like, because it's worth $15 a pound and it continues as long as I have some kind of blossom or bloom, I could use that and tra- trade it as a commodity. Mm-hmm. And I did this exercise uh, through social media, which I, one of the positive aspects of social is doing stuff like this. I said, hey, let's barter. If you got shit and I like it and I need it, I'll trade you for the shit that you want, which is honey. So we did some trades. And then I have, at the end of the day, a table full of ammo, knives, uh, even an offering of a gun, um, which I didn't do because I, di- I just didn't want to go through the paperwork. Um, and it's a lot of honey. Um, <laughs> silver, um, ghee, all this shit. Look, I, I'm worldly cultured. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm half Korean because of my military dad who met my mother post-Korean War, 1950 to 53. They, we occupy South Korea. What happens when you provide security for a sovereign country, South Korea? The economy booms. It happens in Japan post-World mm-hmm. War II. It happened in Korea. It happens wherever we have um, security as a priority where economies can thrive. So this worldly perspective I have, I spent a year in Libya. It's a merchant culture. When I first showed up to Libya, I was doing State Department meet, meets in their Commerce Department where they were talking about stopping corruption in the Libyan government and Libyan, Libyan culture. And me and another guy stood up because we were Green Berets and we're like, hey, listen, we work with these guys all the fucking time. What you're talking about as corruption is a way of life. It's called a bartering society. It's how they trade. You heard of Alexander the Great? Yeah, he came through here. You heard of fucking... The Nazi uh, regime, they came through here. They traded. It's a Mediterranean culture. You're not getting away from that. So in these cultures, they barter for things they need that are actual assets. Some things nice to have. Most fucking people buy shit they don't need, right? When, when I invest in personally in anything, um, I do so with a pointed tactic. I buy air-cooled Porsches. Why? Because they're worth a lot of fucking money when you buy them. You can enjoy them, but I could flip them and make money on them. They're, better they're never going down. They're never going down. I pay 20K for a 80 Targa, sell it for 80K today. Good investment. But also, my cash isn't in the bank. One of the problems we're seeing that we talked about really in theme is the, the gross interrogation of technology in our lives. Mm-hmm. That interrogation is exploitable by governments, by private citizens, by nefarious people. That's the overall arching problem here, is we are so far connected with sockets up our ass, tethered to this fucking daisy chain, everybody can exploit it. The riskiest thing for us to do that we must do is disconnect from it all. Like, sell all your shit. You want to invest? Buy fucking guns. Buy ammo. The shit's never going down in price. this whole thing scares the fuck out of me, but uh, you know we're we're obviously thinking about this thing in advance and ahead. Anything that you do online, whether it's the YouTube uh, revenue you receive, the Venmo that you pay out, is all tracked by the government. It's how I twenty years ago used to target and kill terrorists through their fucking cell phone, through signal intelligence. Uh, twenty years ago, twenty fucking years ago. So there's organizations in the government that you probably haven't heard of that scared the fuck out of me. The NRO. Just start digging in the NRO, the National Reconnaissance Organization. One of the most scariest organizations 
scarier, in my opinion, than the NSA or the CIA. But you start to dig into these organizations and what they have control of. Dude, all of the shit that we hold on to, like, like Annie said, in freedoms, could be literally flipped off in a switch. And then what do you have left should be the question. Like, what do you have at the end of the day? If you have fucking nothing because everything is tethered and connected to and outsourced elsewhere, then you should think about becoming more self-reliant and building your food supply, your water supply, your, your actual assets, not theor- theoretical assets that exist in a bank in, right. in paper money. So I, I think this is a real danger and threat working with the CIA and seeing what they're capable of. I respect that power because I know it does a lot of good overseas and there's a lot of men and women who put their lives in danger to smash terrorists, but at the higher levels of you know, the Snowden deal. Like when I saw Snowden, I'm like, he's a fucking traitor. And then he dig in the weeds and you realize he's a fucking patriot. Right. That's right. 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 So right. that my mind has shifted and 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 you know, in the and lastly, in the domestic terror sheet that was released by Project Veritas, thank you to Project Veritas for their hard work for that. There was a blurb and it compared the domestic terrorist militia violent extremist threats to Randy Weaver. In Waco, te- in Waco, Texas. Randy Reaver was a fucking Green Beret in Vietnam who wanted to retire with his family in the mountains of fucking Idaho. Mm-hmm. They do a surveillance uh, mission where they get compromised by his boy. They shoot and kill his fucking son. Then, through a botched fucking operation, they wind up killing his fucking wife. And then when it's all said and done, he sues and wins against the FBI. And that's their last example of a domestic terrorist threat in this country that did wrong. Right. He did everything right. He was butt fucked by the government, lost his family for it, who, who, was, who was fucking murdered by the FBI. And we sit back and go, oh, yeah, that, that Randy Weaver guy, he's a bad fucking dude. Because uh, that's what they fucking say on TV. It's, yeah. It is what the history is. That's the talking point. Yeah. And people buy into that shit. It's who writes the history, bro. Bro. <clears throat> that's continue on this line because I, I got some shit to say about this too but like for someone who knows nothing because we're on the topic what would be good items for them to because st- I get asked this a lot like I've got I get asked this yesterday by someone we both know who's like man dude like what are you doing with your cash like what are you doing and um, I gave my answer you know but what would you what would you like, let's just say someone's listening right now and, they, and like they are literally having the realization right now, oh, oh fuck, like I'm giving my freedom to these people. Like, is there a delineation between how much cash you got? Like, or is this just for anybody? No, this is for anybody. Yeah. Like, like, look, so most people right now don't have any fucking cash. Right. Okay. Right. So that's like, what I'm what, saying. Like a hundred thousand dollars is no, a little no, no, bit no, different. No, no. Yeah. Bro, that's a, that, that, that's unobtainable in most people's minds to have a hundred thousand dollars of actual cash. Liquid cash. Yeah. And it shouldn't be, by the way. The only reason it is is because these motherfuckers in Washington have made it so fucking hard on everybody. But putting that aside, what are some things that the average person listening right now, let's say a suburban regular dude who's like, fuck, dude, I've been playing into this shit. What would be the first, you know, and by the way, the first step, because Mike won't say it because he's a humble motherfucker, but you should probably join his fucking program and learn this shit. Um, so I'll pitch that for you. Uh, I got a number of guys that I know that are a part of the program that we met one today who love it. They've learned a lot. Um, but let's just give out some freebies, you know, for the, for the, 
the brand new person. For sure. I think it's an important question. And yeah. uh, here, here's, here's my mindset on all this stuff. You have, you have tangible means of how you should self-sustain yourself, which includes building self-reliance. That's the self-licking ice cream cone. It's as easy as thinking, and this is for the, the person who's in an apartment complex in the middle of a, a urban sprawl. You have the ability to self-sustain yourself and cut yourself away from the vocal cord. The first step in the process is looking at what you outsource. Many of us, starting with the necessities of survival, food and water, outsource everything around food and water. We, we depend on Walmart, for example, to be stocked and shelved. You depend on your local grocer that depends on truck drivers, that depends on an infrastructure system that could be fractured in a moment. We saw it happen in many instances in the last few years, including COVID. What happens when we go to a point that we talked about with civil unrest, where truck drivers are like, I'm not driving through that fucking that populated area and getting fucking lynched. No, I'm not fucking chain. doing that. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to yeah. risk my life to transport a truck full of shit for somebody else. A lot of truck drivers actually are self-sustaining. So I think about it from a food perspective. People have asked me, how much food would you retain? Well, how much space do you have? Because it's about capacity. The capacity starts with space because the more space you have and the more willing you are to invest in yourself, then the more shit I would have. So for me, years. I got years worth of food. I got a back stock of 25 plus year food. Um, I have a front stock of revolving food where... You can go down to my basement and it's like a fucking Costco. I literally go grocery shopping in my own home because I'm not willing to take the chance and I want to create a buffer when the infrastructure fails. Best case, mid case, and then worst case, right? COVID-19, somewhere between mid and, and worst. Another thing that I look at is I have chickens. People are like, fuck, man, you, you live in the country. I live on the outskirts of a fucking rural neighborhood. You could have chickens. Well, ch chickens, you know, the numbers don't make sense. It's a lot of work. And it's not about the chickens and the fucking eggs. What it is, is it's about teaching self-reliance and the mindset. For me, eggs are cash crop. My little twin children crush. I mean, they're like fucking little beasts, like fucking <laughs> little warriors. They fucking go through a dozen eggs a morning. So my, set, my nine chickens and two ducks provide a lot of self-sustaining food. Now I don't have to go to the store. Now I don't have to depend on an infrastructure system. The priority outside of that, which is for people to wrap their head around, the number one priority is security. Your security is most important because even a natural catastrophe turns into a man-made catastrophe. Because what happens when rations are low? Mm -hmm. Motherfuckers fend, right? They fight. All the people who are thinking about exploiting weakness they're exploiting weakness. All the evildoers are hitting the streets because now it's a free, a, a free for all. Protect your family. Have the ability in everyday carry and your vehicle defense and your home defense to protect what you love most. Um, there, there's a, a breakdown of that. Also, um, this speaks to uh, first form. People often think the pistol, because it feels good, it hashtags well, it, the post looks sexy is the start point in individual preparedness. It's not. It's health and wellness. It's health and fucking wellness. It starts with a good night's sleep. Most radical entrepreneurs will tell you that if you're sleeping, you're losing. Bullshit. If you're sleeping, you're winning. Because if you, if you aren't cognitive when you wake the fuck up and you're not able to get through the fucking day by making rational and sound decisions, you'll fuck your life up.
And we know that. We yeah, come from that world. Absolutely. Um, health and wellness, like this uh, 75 Hard program, here's a shameless plug for you because I spent 20 years in hard. But when I've been talked to, because I'm complacent, my shit's getting weak. Uh, it's a perishable my, skill. It's a perishable skill That's set. Right. Because the purpose driven behind health and wellness for me was the operational requirement, was the fucking job. Now I don't have that job because now it's holding my kids is the extent of my physical labor. But now I go, what do I need to be prepared for in the future? And if you're not living hard, you're not living right. And one of my guys, Cal Cooper, just stayed at the house yesterday. We podcasted on this moto shit we're doing about bugging out. We're doing bug out training courses and stuff. And he's a military dude. He's 20 days into the 75 hard program. I actually looked at it for the first time, not because of the, even this podcast. I do podcasts all the fucking time, but because he's like, it's changed my life. I look at it, look at him. He's positive. He's healthy. I'm like, you want to, you want some bourbon? No, man, I'm, I'm doing, I'm 20 days into this fucking program. Well, tell me about the program. That's the start point of resilience. Resilience is what survival and being prepared is all about. Because it's not about the figurative getting your ass knocked down. Sometimes it's about the literal. How the fuck do you get back to your knees, to your fucking back on your feet to fight another day? What happens in everybody's life is we're, we're accumulating stress. We face it every fucking day. That stress accumulates, we fucking kill ourselves because we're no longer the asset or the liability. How do you become more resilient? How do you thrive instead of survive? Focused on your health and wellness. Getting fit, getting strong mentally and physically, and getting you off your ass. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. That's the first step in all of this. Amer look, AmericanContingency.com in the community effort puts shit together because we talk about planning, preparation, all the staples of survival. But most certainly, it starts with yourself. Getting up every day, looking yourself in the fucking mirror and realizing to make effective change, it starts with you and nobody fucking else. It's the idea of the oxygen mask dropping down in an aircraft where you put it on yourself first to help others around you or you pass out and you fucking die. Right. And not only do you die, your whole family dies. Your whole fucking family dies. Yeah. So take it upon yourself to build your preparedness game as an individual and spread that love within your family. Don't hold that knowledge and information and that skill set because it, you're protecting your persona. Spread it by teaching other people that you love the most because those people will be on the front row. Those people will be there. And when shit hits the fan, who are you going to leverage? The people you love the most. Those are your assets. I think that's that's a good start point. It's a lot of shit, but I think um, most certainly uh, the programs that you offer, the mindset that you offer in your education, is the beginning start point of preparedness. Period for anybody. Let me let me ask you this too, because there's you know we we have a very wide berth of an audience here. Not everybody here is 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 middle or right or left. Like there's people from all over that listen to the show uh, because it's based on winning, and everybody lot, lots of people want to win to. to it doesn't matter what their politically uh, ideology might be. Um, you, what about the people who might be a little averse to like running around and doing training and like doing these things because they think that they're going to get lumped in with like all these because dude, the media did a really good job. We were I was going to mention this earlier. If you remember <clears throat> ten years ago, remember all the show. Remember, I don't know if you remember. You you will remember this, but the people listening might not remember this. There was a trend of television shows that was like based around prepping that made all these preppers look insane. Yeah, doomsday preppers. Bro, if you shit, think no. that that was an accident, that was pre-predictive programming to 
for people to look at organizations like yours and say, this is for crazy fuck people. Mm -hmm. You've kicked people out of your program for being extremists. Um, can you speak a little bit to the average person who may feel like a little averse to, to uh, taking this journey? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Catastrophe is an equal opportunist. It doesn't give a fuck who you are. Yeah. It will beat your ass and in your life and destroy your entire family inside out. So if it's natural or man-made, it doesn't give a fuck. So if you could wrap your head around that, the reality is most people reactively, whether in an institution or as an individual or a family unit, will all of a sudden be paying attention to preparedness after the fact, mm -hmm. when they're a victim, right? And hopefully they're, they survived to be a victim. I should have done this. Yeah. I should have done that. I should have done yeah. it. An entire institution in law enforcement in one shooting, one officer-involved shooting, will change its entire protocol for the future, for security, for mindset, for training, based on one incident. So let's just assume that we're preparing for the worst-case scenario. Because when you, when you assume worst-case uh, predictions and preparation, you, by benefit, are covering everything down in between. So the, our perspective is, if you're preparing recreational to live your best life outdoors, let's say you're building your vehicle to go out. You know, I don't know about you, but I don't, I don't go out overlanding and off-roading to get in the mix with more fucking people. I am displacing to get the fuck away from everybody, right? When you do that, you're actually, by proxy, building out a capable platform to be able to support your family bugging out. So we mask the Trojan horse in in preparedness through these recreational activities. But we also communicate that our my mission statement is if I can convince a liberal in San Francisco that preparedness is acceptable in their life to pay attention to, even if it's mindset to start out with, even if it's family preparedness to start out with, then we've we've bridged the gap. And and most certainly most of our people that that follow Phil Craft Survival and American contingency are moderates. But we get these fringe assholes who come in, but I don't look at them as the enemy. I look at them as miseducated and misinformed because you're talking to a person who's lived this life of adventure, but also a life of failure. I fucked up. I have failed. I've made mistakes both in garrison and in combat. And what I'm trying to do is let people understand that I'm, I'm a narrow field of experience. But if we just have an open mind about this whole conversation, then you can go to Andy. And, and, and look at First Form for nutrition, health, wellness. And then you could open your mind and go, hey, maybe consumers want options because they do. Yeah. Uh, then they want to go over here and like look at Mike and his company as like, hey, man, these guys offer this segment. I only affiliate with people in my network with positive human beings who are trying to make people fucking better. So if you come into my community, like you come into your community, you're likely to find the people that you're looking for. I'm not the end-all, be-all solution to any of this shit. Mm -hmm. I'm not. I'm a fucking Green Beret with one field of experience, but I promise you, I could point you in the fucking right direction. And if you just have the right mindset coming in, whether you're a liberal or a fucking radical right-wing extremist, you'll realize, huh, like this preparedness thing isn't even about preparedness more than it is about community. Because I, I'm from the left and you're from the right, but we agree that we both need to be prepared to protect our families, then we found common ground. That's right. And that's what it's all about. Yeah, I fucking love that, bro. Because there's so mm -hmm. many people out there that hear, uh, you know, 
they get intimidated, bro, because the media has fear, has fear mongered them into thinking that, you know, like getting out and, and I'm not a hunter either. Like I don't hunt, like you guys hunt. I don't fucking hunt. I shoot guns. I like shooting guns. Um, but you know, I, I don't, that's not something, that's something I want to learn. We should take you on your first hunt. I, I would love to. Yeah. Baller. Um, you know, but I didn't grow up that way. I grew up playing, I was a sports guy. So that's what we grew up doing. The community aspect was always the same. You know what I'm saying? It's the same kind of thing. But like a lot of people, you know, they see a gun and they think like, it's so weird because I grew up here in Missouri, you know, like, and I mean, not a lot of people realize that Missouri is not like just farms. I mean, it is farms, but it's more than that. And it's just weird to me to see how people react to like really basic things like camouflage or like guns or like an off-road vehicle. Like they, like, or the, the off-season orange bush cans. It's just weird. <laughs> like, like you guys act like. Like these, these people who are like in LA, like my friend, like I got a lot of friends that live out in LA mm -hmm. and uh, they're like, well, why don't you get a place out here? Bro, fuck that. <laughs> That's never happening. Uh, but like they come and they, they, they see the way that like things, are, they just are here and they're, it's like intimidating for them. And it's like, bro, there's no need for that. Like that you're buying into a media propaganda campaign against your fellow American citizens who will be the first person to fix the flat tire on your fucking rental car when you come visit, mm -hmm. uh, who you think are like these savage, like weirdos, you know what I mean? It's just such a weird thing. And like, um, I just really appreciate what you're doing and your demeanor and how you do it, because I think that's what's needed, right? Like we don't need any more polarizing people, uh, out here in, in the United States of America. We got plenty to do that for us. Uh, we need people that are willing to extend a hand like Mike is to people who maybe dip, have a different, completely different background. It might be complete like, bro, for me, like I can lift some weights and shit and like eat some protein. And you know, I could probably run pretty good, uh, if something's chasing me. But the reality is, is I'm a pretty useless human when it comes to your world, uh, unless I'm trained. Right. And, and so that's even intimidating for someone like me. Like I'm a, like, people look at me and they think, Oh fuck dude, you know, he's got this big voice and this persona and shit. But bro, I don't know this shit either, guys. Like I, I've had to learn more and more and more about these things as well. Skills. Yeah, dude. And like, that's how it should be viewed. And I just appreciate how Mike does it because he does it from a place of reasonable thought and like, you know, care and like actual uh, giving a fuck about your fellow American citizens, bro. And that's clearly been something that's consistent through your whole entire life. And I fucking love that about what you stand for and what you're doing. And um. I just really appreciate it, dude. It means a lot. In yeah, well, it's it's the truth, dude. Yeah. Um, and I hope you guys will give his organization a real hard look and uh, and look into Mike because um, the reason that he's a target in in the government is not because uh, you know what they're doing is okay. You know, there should be no there should be no threat from the government based upon you being prepared or it knowing how encouraged. to hunt or knowing how to shoot yeah. or knowing how to take care of yourself. This whole country was founded on uh, a power balance of an armed population versus a government because the men who founded it understood that throughout the course of history, uh, power has always corrupted. It just always has. And uh, that's the nature of fucking authority. So, you know, I don't know, man. It's just, it's really cool to have you on here talking about this stuff because this is stuff I don't really know a whole lot about either. You know what I mean? So like, it's been, it's fun for me to like, at least think through my little plan. Like, okay, I need to get this and that. Uh, <laughs> I can promise you'll see me out at, at Fieldcraft 
at some time in the near future for sure. It'd be fun, man. Yeah, no, because I, I listen, I want to learn. I want to learn. You know, I got guys in this building like uh who you met who have done multiple tours and done all this shit. Like I'm like, fuck, dude. You know, they'll help me out. Well, maybe not. <laughs> like, I don't know. So I don't know, man. It's just um it's just a really cool thing that you're doing. I just like it a lot. Appreciate it, man. Well, guys, our final segment of the show before we get out of here, it's thumbs up. So this is where we put a headline up. Uh, if you like it, it's going to get two thumbs up. If you don't, it gets two thumbs somewhere. You don't want them. And, uh, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. So our thumbs up headline reads, um, you guys remember this headline from uh, last time? Huge chess world upset of grandmasters sparks wild claims of cheating with vibrating sex toy. Yeah, we're back in the news. Uh, uh, this headline reads, bold move, dramatic moment, chess world number one, Magnus Carlsen resigns after one move in a rematch against the U.S. team whose earlier unexpected victory inspired bizarre theories that he used anal beads to cheat. Um, so the article reads, the biggest controversy in the chess world took a dramatic new turn on Monday when the world's top-ranked player resigned from a rematch against a teen opponent who unexpectedly beat him earlier this month. Magnus Carlsen, who's 31, stunned spectators at the Julius Baer Generation Cup held virtually on the online chess platform, Chess24, by withdrawing after a single move against the 19-year-old Hans Niemann. Announcers at the event were left speechless at the unheard-of resignation, which signaled that Carlson intended to play in the tournament but refused to play a match against Niemann. Um, here's a quick video from when it actually happened online. D4, because this is his, this is his main move. D4, knight f6, c4, yeah. Definitely. And what? No. What? what? No. Fucking resigned, turned the camera off, and just disappeared. <laughs> he said, fuck it. What happened? That's it? We're going to try and get an update on this. So, what happened? Magnus yeah, he just fucking left. <laughs> Why? Resigned. Got up so and left. Magnus is the one that kind of accused this 19-year-old of sticking an anal vibrating sex toy up his ass to help him win this chess game. Um, they had a rematch about a month later, and literally that was just yesterday. And one move in, the, the, the guy who accused the other guy of cheating just fucking quit and walked out or essentially turned off the shit. Um, so, so I, I mean, th and this is the 31-year-old. This is Magnus here. So did they catch him cheating or is this just a No, it was, it was never substantiated. I don't know, man. And they had a rematch and then, you know, this is Magnus. This is the guy they believe stuck some shit up his ass. Well, what This is do, the guy that hold left. Hold on. What proof do they have this guy's cheating? None. Zero. Okay. So this guy's scared of this guy. Basically. That's that, what it seems like. That's starting to become the, the top so of the So his town. whole fucking, his whole persona is to be number one chess guy in the world. And you're scared of this guy. You have no proof of fucking him cheating. Mm-hmm. That's how it seems to me. Kind of sore loser shit. I mean, can we agree? Butt stuff. Butt stuff. <laughs> yeah. Can we agree? Can we agree to uh, uh, pre-match anal examinations for I chess? Mean, Is that a new policy? What, what do you got to do? Bend over and cough a couple times? I don't. I mean, spread I, the cheeks, baby. Yeah. I, I, I don't know, man. Like this to me. I don't know. Like it's a bizarre story. Uh, if there's no proof, there's no fucking proof. Hey. That's what, I'm OJ, a big that's, that's what OJ said. Listen, bro. No, listen. I'm a big believer <laughs> of fucking proof. We have too many situations in this world right now where you can accuse people of shit 
and ruin their entire lives with zero proof on accusations. Yeah, only. and yeah. like, dude, yeah. this the media sensationalizes this shit. Uh, they've used their bots. They've used their 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 um, their influence to create these scenarios and culturally uh, condition people that once you accuse somebody of something, they're automatically guilty of it. Mm-hmm. And that's 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 a terrible thing. Another thing, another reason why social media, in my opinion, shouldn't even be a thing. Um, but, you know, it's, uh, I don't know. I guess we'll keep following and see what happens. <laughs> you know, eventually I think, uh, you know, it's going to come to pass that this, maybe this guy who's number one, uh, it just isn't as good as this guy who's 19 years old. And that's a hard pill to swallow. Some mm. people are just better than you at shit. I don't know. Looks weird. Seems weird. Feels weird. I'm sure it feels weird to have anal beads up your butt like playing a game of chess. I don't know how that works, though. How does that work? Like, well, so the idea is, you know, I make a move. You know, king tonight. Eat, oh, shit. No bad move. I'm going to go back. Oh. Yeah. That, that's what the like theory someone is. Like someone signaling one of these sex toys from their phone to yeah. this yeah, guy's Bluetooth ass. into Bluetooth, his butthole. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Like the vibrating panties. Why, yeah, why, why don't you just use the this, panties? Bro, if this was a case, why wouldn't people be using this casinos nonstop? Like, wouldn't this have been a thing already? I feel like that should be a thing if it's yeah. not, because that'd be a good way, an effective wait, strategy. Wait, hold on, wait, yeah. wait, 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 wait. We're not just going. We're not, we're, no, 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 no. Well, I just know, when we, when we go to the casino, <laughs> I'm the guy tapping the phone, all right? You're the guy that wears the shit. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, do it! a transmission and a receiver. Yeah, right, no right. Receiving I'm no that. good at cars. <laughs> So we might lose anyway. Oh, man. Hey, well, I mean, somebody's going to win. Oh, uh, yeah, it's going to be you, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Who are we uh, giving this two thumbs oh, man. somewhere? No, I don't know, but I think this is appropriate. Two thumbs in the butt. All right, there you we know? go. That's where yeah. they need to go. That used to be the original thing until somebody said it wasn't PC. Yeah. No, I didn't say that. No, I didn't say it was you. Why you look at me then? But I did it. Why are you always blaming Madat? Is it because he's Bosnian? It was, that's partly, but it, he did actually, no, it's because he did it and he just so happens to be Bosnian. No. <laughs> Bro, anyway. I'm not the most racist person in here, I promise. You, right? <laughs> I was just thinking that. Okay, away. if you, you aren't, check who my, is? I don't know. Check my credit score, though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Dude, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> All right. Look, guys. Um. Mike, dude, thanks so much for coming on the show, man. Uh, I know it's, you know, not the shortest trip in the world to come all the way out here. I know you got a family and things that you care about. And, and uh, your time uh, means a lot to, to me. you taking the time to come out here. Um, guys, uh, please support what he's doing. And, you know, don't let these people bully this man. This man is doing good things. He's doing good things because he cares about you. Whether you agree with him politically or whether you don't, it doesn't matter. It, it's actually 0% political at all on what he's doing. And they're making it a situation where this, you know, who knows what's going to happen two or three years down the road with all these people that keep putting on these lists uh, because you guys are allowing it. You're allowing it by not speaking up and saying, hey, this is bullshit. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would appreciate if you would join me in saying that this is fucking bullshit because it is. Um, but bro... Thanks so much for everything you're doing. Thanks so much for all, all of, the, of the time that you've given to our country, the, the, the life that you've given to our country. And um, we're going to get through this. I know we are. So, and because of people like you. So I appreciate, as much as I can appreciate anybody, I appreciate you for what you're doing. Yeah, we're worth the time. I appreciate what you guys are doing. Thanks, thanks for having me on. It was an honor and a privilege, man. And hope to get you out on your first hunt. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. I'll do it, bro. It'd be awesome. Yeah.
Cam Haynes has been hitting me up on it too. Uh, so, My bad. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I want to do with Cam Haynes, man. We had to run and shit. I'm not yeah, a fucking I'm not, runner. I'm well, you also got to get pretty I'll fucking ride that close, UTV, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but get pretty fucking close to the, some fucking big animals yeah. too. Like, I don't know, man. But anyway, guys, that's the show. Uh, appreciate you listening. If you would, if you liked the show, if you thought it brought you value, which I think it did, uh, if you please share the show, that would be much appreciated. See you guys next time. Sleeping on the floor, now my jewelry box froze Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove, counted millions in the cold Bad bitch, booted swole, got her on bankroll Can't fold, does a no, headshot, case closed